20, he separates, he's to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown, Florida State, Warwick got a third down. Wanky looking, Wanky, wants to throw the knockout punch to Warwick, Warwick open, touchdown, he did catch touchdown, he did catch it, touchdown, Florida State, oh, Peter Warwick, how'd you do that? Herman Whitfield on the left side, a hole to the 40, Herman Whitfield on the 30, to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, up and down. Here's the snap. Winston rolling right. Throws the pass on the other. It's caught. It's caught. It's caught. Over oh, the end zone. Battle. Coleman. Touchdown. We're doing it for everybody. We're doing it big all over the country, all over the world. And I'm proud. I'm proud to say I'm a Florida State Seminole. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Garnet and Old. Uh, this week's V Drive. Uh, v Drive is uh, my brain. The, the V Drive and unloading some stuff that I've been thinking about um, in a br- in a brief show here. And so, if you're listening, you're watching. First of all, thank you very much. Uh, but if you'd like to, you know, chime in and be part of the part of the discussion tonight, absolutely do it. Um, before I kick off uh, the items from the V-Drive tonight, I want to make sure we remind everybody that this weekend, Garnet Nold is going to be at Fish Weir Brewing uh, Company in Jacksonville, Florida on uh, this Saturday at 11.30 a.m. I have the wrong graphic here, uh, but because my new graphic actually had the time on it. But anyway, don't forget, if you're in Northeast Florida, come to Fish Weir. Hang out with us, 11.30 a.m. We're going to be doing a pregame show, a halftime live show, and then a postgame show. And uh, there's going to be a handful or more of some Marching Chiefs alumni there uh, to to give us some live music, some live uh, war chant for all the patrons that are going to be there. So I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of you there. Uh, It's going to be a really good time. All right, so... um, Let's get let's get right to it. Let's access the first file here. Uh, I don't want to get too much into the uh, the V drive mo- uh, mantra, but we'll ride that for a little bit. So the first thing I wanted to talk about tonight is Johnny Wilson on the rebound. Um, so as we all know, last week was not uh, Johnny Wilson's best game. Uh, it may be chalked up as maybe one of his worst games, um, and you know. It's going to happen from time to time with him, I think. Um, He's not not shown to be, at least since he's been here and probably before that too, uh, he he can go into little slumps. Um, And so, you know, I want to say that it was expected, but for him to drop a few passes during the game, I think it was just that they were all clustered in one game, right? Um, so, so everybody's all up in arms about that. And, uh, I didn't participate in any of the nonsense online about that, about, you know, we need to bench this guy and and all these other things. I mean, if you think about the, uh, think about some of the most spectacular plays that have happened in the last few years, uh, last year, Johnny Wilson has been, you know, part of that, part of a lot of those. He is, uh, supremely talented. He's gifted with um, great height. Uh, he's an athletic freak, and uh, he has some trouble catching the ball every now and then. 
reading some practice reports this week, uh, the practice reports on him have been very good. And so, you know, if you're thinking about, if you play golf, if you, uh, or if you're involved in any other kind of sport and you can get kind of in your head a little bit and, and then you, you know, you go into a slump, right? You can't hit the ball or, you know, you're constantly shanking the ball. Um, it happens to everybody. He's a human being. But the word out of camp this week is that, like, it's not it's not stuck in his brain, which is great. I'm looking for Johnny Wilson, provided the weather holds up, I'm looking for Johnny Wilson to have a big game this weekend at Boston College on Saturday. Um, and, of course, you know, if the weather doesn't hold out, then, uh, you know, then maybe we're not going to be throwing the ball as much. Um, so, you know, that's, that's my thought on Johnny Wilson. I got a comment here already about Johnny. Think he'll be fine. Leave the boy alone. He's working hard. Yeah. I mean, none of us, unless you've played division one college football, none of us can fathom, uh, the type of effort these guys are putting in daily, uh, and through, you know, spring practices and fall practices and off season conditioning and all that kind of stuff. It's not like you're not working hard. Um, and, and I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to, you know, if people aren't going to perform, they shouldn't be on the field. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of people online quick to, you know, ready to toss them aside. And, uh, you know, that's that's the pure definition of fandom, right? Fanatic. We're so extreme. Don't be extreme about this. He's going to be fine. And like I said, I have a, I have a hunch that uh, this weekend for him is provided the weather holds out. We're tossing the ball around is going to turn out to be a pretty, pretty good, pretty good deal. So thank you for the comment there, uh, Kristen. And thank you for listening. Um, yeah. Here's another thing, you know, fandom, right? People will make you awesome one week and crap the next. And, you know, we put ourselves out there and if you, if you execute, you're the hero if you don't execute, you're the villain. Um, and I'm more of a middle of the road guy, you know, but if it ends up being a pattern, then absolutely, you know, maybe he needs to come off the field a little bit. Now he did come off the field last weekend. Um, but that was according to coaches, um, some injury type things. So whether that's, you know, true or not, I don't know. Um, but, um, it doesn't, you know, even if it wasn't injury related, even if they pulled him out because he, uh, because he wasn't performing up to the ability that he can, you know, from a mental standpoint, sometimes as the coaches is the right thing to do is to get him out of the moment, right? Don't make it worse. So getting him out of that game, whether it was injury related or just to make sure he didn't fall deeper into a slump was the right thing to do. And we had that game well in hand there was never going to be a doubt in, uh, in that game. So he was going to come out early regardless. Um, so let's go on to the next uh, the next thing on the V drive here. The next thing we're going to talk about is Hurricane Leo. So let's pull this up real quick because I know I've been seeing lots of. Oh, look, I'm a weatherman. Um, there's been lots of uh, questions asked online. You know, is the weather going to impact this game on Saturday? And I will say that the weather will impact the game to some degree. I mean, you don't get you don't get a hurricane passing by the coast without some type of weather. Right. Uh, but I think what people are more talking about is 
you know, is it going to be bad enough that they, you know, change the venue or change the time um, or, or postpone the game altogether? You know, I, I doubt it. And, and the reason why I doubt it is because of this. And I know this is, you know, everybody, everybody lives in Florida knows exactly what this is. Uh, and, and I looked at some other uh, spaghetti models on Mike's we- uh, weather page as well. If you don't, if you've never been to that page, go to that page. It's got all the weather you could ever possibly. Um, but but this this storm has been tracking to the point where it looks like there's going to be some tropical storm force winds and rain along the coast. If it continues to track more to the east, then it'll be even less. I think at the most that could happen, and again, I'm not a weatherman. I have no con. Actually, I do have some contacts in the weather arena, uh, but they didn't give me this information. This is all me. Um, at the very most, I think what would happen is they might move the game to Friday. And so that way they get the game out of the way before, you know, the majority of whatever weather is going to happen happens during that time. So um, is this not Hurricane Leo? Did I get this wrong? Is it Hurricane Lee? I don't know. I'm discombobulated. So I think uh, Mr. Christie here, Louis Christie says, yeah, it's Hurricane Lee, not Leo. You're you're right about that. I apologize. And we all make mistakes, right? Um, I'm having I'm in a bit of a slump. I'm in a Johnny Wilson slump. But um, so, yeah, it's even right there on the page. Hurricane Lee. Like I said, I think the most that's going to happen from this, if anything at all, is there you would move the game to earlier. I know there's some logistical things involved in it, but they're going to have to make that decision soon because if they are going to move that game to Friday evening, you know, the team's going to be traveling up there at a certain time and they may want to get there a little earlier. So decisions are going to have to be made and they're probably already been made. You know, come to think of it, it's Wednesday evening at 7.10. If they were going to move, move this game earlier, they probably would have already done it. Um, but there could be some last minute things that, uh, uh, come about. So, um, so that's that. If anybody has any uh, other thoughts on the weather, we can definitely talk about that. Uh, and, uh, it is hurricane Lee. Uh, so if your name is Lee, I apologize for not giving you your due. Um, so let's talk about the Clemson game. And I know it's not this weekend. Um, but let's talk about it anyway, because uh, there is and has been um, quite a bit of consternation online about um, the marching chiefs attending the Clemson game, which they are not. Um, and, you know, I, I got information on them absolutely not going quite a long time ago. Uh, and it's not like, hush, hush information or secret information. I just knew that that was not going to happen. Um, so all well and good. Uh, but but there's some other things at play here that I think we need to talk through because I started last week, maybe about seven, 10 days ago, online trying to get people that care uh, to start raising some grassroots movement to make sure our administration and the athletic department and whoever it is that makes the decisions understands that the chiefs should be represented at away games. 
Um, and that is not, you know, that is not Homerism. I mean, as an, as an FSU fan, having the band there, I mean, what are we talking? This is college football. The band should be there. Um, I'm a marching chiefs alum. So I have a vested interest in that too. Don't, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I'm some objective observer here. Um, and I have a daughter that's currently in the group, but if you watch college football every weekend, you are going to see away teams sending, uh, maybe not their whole band, but a representative group to away games and their right to do that. They're right to do that for a number of reasons. First of all, like I said, college football, the bands and the pageantry is part of it. It's what it's part of what makes it so great. Um, but also they're there to support the team. So, you know, why would you not make the effort to get a representative group to an away game? I'm not saying that the full band should go to every game. It's very expensive. And there's 423 of them. That's not including staff, right? So that's a large undertaking to send the, the full band to an away game. Very expensive, logistically difficult and very expensive. What I am saying is Florida State University, even last year, mentioned that their athletic department was operating in the black, the tune of several million dollars. Yet no portion of the Chiefs traveled to the Miami game. Let that sink in for a second. We all know that, um, you know, money is always something that we talk about. I mean, that's what realignment's all about. That's why Florida State wants to get out of the conference that we're in, right? Florida State is not making enough money based on the brand that they are. We all know that. We all agree with that. But how do you, you know, promote the fact that, you know, look at last weekend's game or uh, the LSU game. The Chiefs were a major part of that commercial for Florida State. Playing the war chant. I mean, a T-shirt was made about the war chant, right? Madso created a T-shirt about how the war chant gets under the skin of the opponent. The marching chiefs were completely dominating that game. And it, and I wrote a letter, of course, I wrote an, e, an email to the president and to the athletic director basically saying, you know, I want to talk in their terms. That game was a commercial for Florida State. The marching chiefs were the soundtrack of that commercial. Marching Chiefs should be at a lot of away games, if not all of them, a representative group of them. So, so that's just to get that out there. I believe that to be true. And I and 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 you know, the post that I posted on Facebook and I shared with a bunch of people, you know, I go through every bit point in there about what I think possibly is going on and why. There, I believe there is a belief out there that it is tradition that the marching chiefs only go to one away game a year. I don't know where that came from. That is false. That is not a tradition. If that is a tradition, it is a relatively new tradition. I mean, if you look at it 
in Clemson uh, or uh, during the COVID year, did we not send a band to Clemson? I think we did. Like we found the money during the COVID year to do it. It's not a tradition. People saying it's tra- it's a tradition that the Chiefs only go to one away game a year. That's just false. You pe- people don't understand that. You know, in the '90s, and I know times are different and money's different. I get it, but you can't call it a tradition because the tradition is the Chiefs travel. If you look at any old footage of games from the '90s, the early 2000s, the Chiefs are there. They are there and they are representing and they are doing it the right way and they are getting under the skin of the opposing team and the opposing fans. I love that part of it. Um, so, so that, you know, don't let people that are not, are not in the know say those things. That's just not true. Um, what I do think is true though, I think with this change of what's going on in our athletic department over the last few years. I mean, Mike Norvell comes in, right? Brand new coach, has a brand new staff. We got a brand new athletic director, a brand new president. They might just not know. You know, you could say, well, they should know. Well, you know what? They might not know, which is the whole purpose of an email campaign and make sure they understand that they are missing the boat on getting, you know, the pageantry of Florida State two away games in whatever capacity that is. Is it 50 people? Is it 100 people? Is it 150 people? I don't know. But it, ha- it has to be something. It has to be something. We look really, really low budget. We look really low budget when conference conference uh, rivals are sending, you know, their bands. And I, you know, Clemson sending bands, UF sending bands, Georgia Tech sending bands. What do, I mean, what are we doing? It's not like if we're operating in the black, we have the money. So I just think they don't know. We have to let them know. We have to drive that home and we have to do it in the right way. Be positive, be constructive. We believe that the Chiefs deserve to be there and the team deserves for them to be there too. As if I wasn't already riled up about that enough. Then, you know, this comes out today. And, you know, I already knew this, you know, I already knew this information kind of in the background, which kind of promoted me to put out all those posts. But as part of being in a conference, the conference uh, home team has to allocate a certain number of tickets to the away team. That has to happen. What that away team does with those tickets is up to them. So when you read this and you say Clemson Athletics assigned 1,300 tickets for Florida State, and it goes into some mumbo-jumbo about some of them are in the lower bowl and some are in the upper bowl or whatever, it doesn't matter. 1,300 tickets. Why are not 150 of those tickets, 100 of those tickets, 150 of those tickets going to the Chiefs to get the Chiefs to this game. I think it's an oversight. I think it's a blind spot. And I think the only way blind spots go away is if people open up people's eyes, right? So if you believe in college football pageantry, and if you believe that the, hey, if you were one of the boosters 
that bought a ticket to the Clemson game and they asked you as part of your buying tickets to go to the Clemson game as an away team, if they said to you, hey, would you be willing to pay $20 more, $25 more per ticket to support the marching chiefs being being there? Sign me up. I'm signing up right now. And I think the majority of boosters would do that. If the, and again, I don't, I've not spoken to anybody specifically about this, but I would say if, if those 1300 tickets, if the reason why none of those tickets went to the chiefs as a possibility for them to go to this game was because the athletic department, the boosters wanted to make as much money as possible on those 1300 tickets Shame on them. Shame on them. They operated in the black last year. I mean, I keep saying that. They said it. They're their words. They operated in the black. So so what do we do to change this? I mean, I've got no inside info. I've got no contacts, but I have a problem with this. We have to email. The only way... The way this stuff gets swept under the rug is when people keep silent about it. We have to make sure that our, if you are a booster, contact your booster rep and say, I'm not okay with the Chiefs not being there. When this game happens and, um, you know, there are, you know, 1,300 people there trying to get the war chant going, I guarantee you 150 Chiefs are going to make that a lot more, a lot more in the face. So, that's my rant about that. I would love, I mean, just love for anybody that cares about this kind of thing um, to send those emails and, and don't stop. You know, when I was speaking to my wife about this, I, I sent the emails. And when I sent it, I said to her, you know, I don't really expect a response because I just, that's the way the world works these days. But then I started thinking about Years and years and years ago, we wrote a letter, like a physical letter, to Bobby Bowden. And we got a letter back from him. Now, I know he didn't type the letter, right? But I'm sure he dictated the letter and he signed it. We got a, we got a personal letter from Bobby Bowden. You can return an email. At least say, hey, I heard, we hear what you're saying. We're working on it. So if anybody that has sent any emails, if you've gotten a response, I'd love to know that. Um, but I haven't gotten a response yet. Um, send the Chiefs. Um, and, and really, I mean, that's, you know, to be honest with you, it's like the final banner here is send Chiefs all the damn time. They deserve to go. Um, and and they want to go. And they want to go. So So let's make that happen. I got a few more comments I want to get to here before we close out. For, uh, for the night, uh, I've got it. Okay, we've got a heart and a clap. I guess that means yes, you're on. You're on board. Um, it is president at fsu.edu and Walford W A L F O R D at fsu.edu. That's where you send those to. We have to. We have to make sure they understand that we're not okay with that. At least a pep band, right? We need to send at least a pet band. And so the Chiefs are ready to do that. And so let's get them there. Um, 
How do we, I, I just don't think we can keep going like this. It's not a tradition. We look like a poverty school when we're not sending our band and uh, all for the sake of a dollar. Like I said, the reason why they didn't get to go was because they're trying to make as much money off those 1300 tickets as possible and forgetting about, you know, hashtag Noel family, which Mike Norvell hashtags all the time. You're forgetting about the soundtrack of your commercial every week. I'm talking about dollars. Let's get, let's get the commercial out there in front of um, so that's it for the V drive t- tonight. Um, last thing before I break out of here again, to remind you is that fish weir we're doing this weekend, Saturday at 1130. And yeah, somebody was asking about my new flag back there, Georgia Southern go Eagles. They won their game last weekend too, but thanks everybody. Uh, this has been Garnet and old V drive, no inside info, no contacts, no problem. We'll see you next time. SEC, Florida State, Florida State, your brothers, your team, your heartbeat. We some dogs, we ain't no puppies.